0: In today's episode, I will discuss how many hub sites you should have within your organization. Welcome to the SharePoint Maven Podcast. If you are an end user, power user, or administrator frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes happening in SharePoint Online and Office 365, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week you can expect easy, insightful, and actionable steps that will help you correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Office 365. And now, your host, Greg Zelfand. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 46 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So today we're going to talk about hub sites again. uh, I have already recorded a number of episodes uh, on the topic, but today's topic is related to the number of hub sites. What is the optimal number of hub sites within an organization? Before we answer this question, I think it's very important for us to, again, understand what a hub site is. A hub site is essentially a hub feature, if you will, is the ability to connect uh, different sites, associate different sites together into something logical, something that makes sense to you as an organization. The primary reason why you would create a hub uh, with all the associated sites is common navigation. Because all of the sites you create, all the team sites, communication sites you create within SharePoint, uh, are kind of all separate entities. There is really nothing uh, that physically connects them other than the fact that they all reside in uh, one tenant. Uh, we need kind of a common way uh, or to navigate to all the sites, and that's why we have a feature called hub navigation. So the way it works uh, is you pick a parent a site, uh, kind of the main site, if you will, and then uh, register this site as a hub, and uh, it gets some special superpowers. And then, of course, you can... Um, uh, associate other sites to that hub and then, um, you know, add the sites uh, to the navigation as well. And and the result will be essentially uh, a common navigation uh, between the parent site as well as all the associated sites. So again, the navigation is kind of the primary reason why you would build a hub and uh, create a hub in the first place. But like I said, you know, when you register a site as a hub, it gets certain superpowers. Uh, What also happens, the other advantages of the hub uh, are common branding, right? If, I let's say, you made your parent hub site, you know, change the look and feel, you know, change the color palette, you know, made it uh, green or red or whatever it is uh, to match your branding, uh, all the associated sites will inherit that theme. Another advantage of the hub uh, is common search scope. So uh, once you, let's say, you have 10 sites One of them is a parent hub site, the other nine are all associated to uh, that hub. If you want to search all of the sites, all of the 10 sites, uh, from a single search box, uh, you just navigate to that parent hub site and um, use the uh, search box in the top center of the page. uh, And uh, by default, it will search all the sites and just the sites associated to that hub there are other advantages uh, to the hub site uh, functionality as well uh, i kind of listed all the primary ones uh, i did like i said record uh, some previous episodes in the past where i talked about the other advantages uh, of the hub site so now that we're clear uh, what a hub site is and its primary features if you will you know how many is too many you know how many hub sites should we have within the organization One other piece of information I want to throw at you is um, the fact that as of recording of this uh, episode, we can create uh, up to 2,000 hub sites within the organization, all right? So you can have up to 2,000 hubs within the organization. uh, And uh, you can associate unlimited number of sites to a given hub, all right? So uh, again, you can only have 2,000 hubs uh, maximum. But then once, you know, you're within the hub, you can associate as many sites as you want, you know, 50, 100, you know, thousands of sites uh, could be associated to a single hub. So when it comes to determining how many hub sites to have, I I think the way I would like to help you arrive at that decision uh, is, um, you know, split the decision by the size of the business. Most of my clients, for example, are small to medium-sized organizations. And what I observed in those cases is that those types of organizations typically have one to two hub sites at most. So all organizations, uh, regardless of their size, uh, they definitely have a one kind of uh, intranet home site, if you will. That's the hub that typically has uh, the uh, main communication uh, home site uh, right, with news announcements, events, kind of organizational um, you know, stuff. And then uh, that sort of hub would typically have all the different uh, department sites, you know, team sites associated with that hub toward the company's organization chart. I've also seen the small organizations create uh, a hub for projects or hub for legal cases, for example. Right, if it's a, let's say a law firm uh, trying to organize a single hub, a single repository to, for example, to search. Uh, all the cases, all the legal cases and matters they have, then it might make sense to create a totally separate hub so your search results will not be mixed up uh, with uh, those of the main hub. So you see in this particular case, uh, the decision that drives the number of hubs is not even related to the common navigation, right? Uh, it's related to the uh, search scope. And again, you, know, you might have a one, in case if you have small business, small to medium-sized business, you might have one main Uh, internet hub, and then maybe a project uh, or uh, kind of a client uh, hub uh, for all these other sites uh, that are temporary in nature. If you're a large business, uh, all right, obviously, uh, it's a different story. I have a few larger clients. And when I'm talking about a large organization, I'm talking about thousands and thousands uh, of employees. uh, And in those cases, uh, obviously, um, you you need to create multiple hubs, many hubs. For example, one of my clients, they pretty much have a hub for each and every department within the organization. They have an HR hub. They have a legal hub. Uh, they have a marketing hub. And the reason for that is because uh, in, in large organizations, each and every department, it's pretty much a, like a business within a business. It's like a separate entity, if you will. And, uh, you know, for example, this client I was referring to, uh, their HR department has like 15 or 20 sites alone just for HR department. So uh, it just doesn't make sense to create one huge internet hub. Um, You know, in that case, it obviously makes sense to create separate hubs uh, for different uh, departments, uh, verticals within the organization. So these are the decisions you would need to make as you're thinking the taxonomy through and trying to determine the optimal number uh, of hubs. And what I always recommend is, look, start with just one hub, all right? Create one, you know, internet hub, for example, and just see how it goes. And if you notice that you need uh, maybe to clean up navigation, organize a little bit better, maybe you need to have uh, uh, a dedicated search scope for certain sites, well, in that case, not a problem. Just create another hub, uh, and um, you can easily... Uh, change the association of a site from one hub to another. Uh, literally, you know, the steps I just described, they literally will take a few seconds. So there is nothing complicated about it. And that's what I really love about this particular model. Again, there is really no right or wrong answer. You kind of just have to uh, experiment, play with it, and see what works best for your organization. All right, I think that's all I wanted to share with you in this particular episode. As always, happy to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com and talk to you next week. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review.